Welcome to Talent Pop Podcast, where we will provide tips and strategies for success in sales, networking, marketing, and business. We will be learning from real stories that will inspire you to unlock your potential, discover your talents, and develop the confidence to take action on your biggest dreams. We are focused on empowering women to connect their passions with their purpose to find true fulfillment. It's time to pop off, queens. Pop off, queens. Hi, it's Amanda O'Connell, your host of Talent Pop, and I am here today with a new guest. Her name is Adi, and she is a marketing executive. And we're going to chat about a few different topics, you know, anywhere from your international experience, you know, coming here, um, your professional marketing experience, as well as, you know, building your family life and balancing everything. So thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Thank you. And I'm excited to kind of jump in and hear more about your journey. Um, just, yeah, I guess, you know, your journey of starting, starting out in the marketing world, um, maybe not necessarily the marketing world, but how you kind of got to, you know, VP level and becoming an executive and um, any tips that you have along the way. Of course. So I started kind of very, you know, at the bottom of the bottom, I think, when <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of us, you know, you finish uh, school and in my uh, situation in Israel, you go to the army and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted that I like traveling. I knew that I like to engage with people. I knew that I wanted my day to be different every day, um, not in front of the computer all day long, but not on airplanes mm -hmm. all day long. Mm -hmm. um, and so, of course, um, and then there was this kind of high tech boom, and I said I should probably be in high tech. Mm -hmm. um, so I went to work for a startup, and it was uh, an e-commerce start startup, and I was a receptionist. And I remember my mom said, oh, why did we pay for college and you're just a receptionist? What's wrong with you? Uh, you know, because you're serving coffee and tea for everyone and, you know, organizing meetings. Yeah. But it gave me a, a fantastic opportunity to get some insight and to see what the customer service people are doing mm -hmm. and what the salespeople are doing, what the, you know, um, computer people doing, you know, yeah. technology, product, all that kind of stuff. And finally, I decided um, that I'm very interested in learning more about marketing. And the cool thing about startup is they need everybody. Yep. Um, All the and help. <laughs> so I and 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 I and I had a fantastic CEO, and he sat with me and you know taught me a few things, and that's how I kind of moved up um, mm -hmm. and traveled a little bit, and you oh, know learned different aspects of marketing, PR, events. Um, you know, emails, channels, all that kind of stuff. And this was in the U.S.? No, my okay. star I started in Israel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I moved to London in 2005. Okay. Um, and I moved to a bigger company. Um, so from small companies in Israel, I moved to a bigger company in London. I still remember my first um, day I was shaking. My heart was just like, you know, yeah. I could hear my heart uh, pumping because I kind of felt the imposter syndrome all, mm. all through and through because, you know, who am I, this little kid from Israel who doesn't, you know, from a small country who doesn't know anything and, you know, interviewing, I interviewed with this large company, they brought me in, they sponsored my visa, visa before wow. I even arrived in London, it's, they have a different system than in the US. 
and we came in to London with like eight suitcases. We were still kind of stuck in this hotel, and I pulled, you know, the, you know, what I wanted to wear. Yeah. And I was just. Super were you scared. living like in a hotel or? for two weeks? Yeah. For the first two yeah. Weeks, and then we moved, you know, but. It, it was very stressful. I, you know, English wasn't my first language. Yeah. Um, I was just scared about culture. Mm. I was scared. And of course, it was the first day. It was Friday and the two weeks to the pub. <laughs> I just, when you come back, I, I just couldn't really work. <laughs> just, but I learned. I yeah. learned. And um, I got into it. And so that was kind of a product marketing role, uh, which I really enjoyed. Wow. And then in 2008, um, had another opportunity and uh, moved to Boston oh. um, in a pandemic time. Oh. So not pandemic time. Sorry. It was not free. But it, it was uh, a month after Lehman Brothers went belly up. Oh. So it was 2008. So this is the ec economic downturn the pretty much. Yep, I remember downturn. that. <laughs> and left a, a job in London, moved to uh, Boston mm -hmm. with a two-year-old. I had a first, the first kid there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, in London. And wow. uh, my ex was in academia, so there was a lot, you know, I needed, I was the breadwinner. Mm -hmm. um, and I was in fintech. And Lehman's Brothers went belly up. And it was only that industry that I was targeting, that I had experience in. And I remember that moment because I said to myself, Adi, this is the time to prove to yourself that you are a marketeer, a true marketeer, because yeah. you are the product. Um, your resume is your data sheet or your collateral, your marketing collateral, yeah. channels or LinkedIn networking event and oh by the way this is a marketing campaign with zero budget against it <laughs> now let's do it that is a challenge <laughs> it's a challenge wow uh, but i was very proud after two three months i had two contracts and i was uh, uh, i was able to choose and um with a lot of hard work and a lot that must of tears. Have been stressful too because yeah. i can't even i mean i guess i can imagine um when we started our business i had you know young children i basically two, you know, two little, little kids, but that is stressful because two years old, so young, you must have had support, help, or nanny, or how, Nothing. how did you do this? <laughs> you just do it, right? Uh, you, you, first of all, you just do it. Yes. Um, but the second, at that time, I had, you know, we paid a, a, a little bit to daycare, I always say mm -hmm. I'm a terrible mom. My kids went to daycare at a young age. <laughs> um, but I don't think, you know, one of them is celebrating her 16th birthday this oh weekend. Oh, my goodness. The other one is at 11. And there's this notion that when you have the kids, um, if you don't stay, well, us women, we criticize ourselves too much, yes. I think. Um, we overthink a lot, I think. We overthink <laughs> a lot. And, oh, if I don't stay with them for a year or two, I'm yeah. probably you know, making them terrible <laughs> kids, they're going to be awful, they will yeah. end up in jail or something. Yeah, that's um, where the mind goes, I, I understand. Right? <laughs> uh, no, she's fine. She's yeah. great, even. She's yeah. a happy girl, two of them. And uh, I went to, um, she did a few hours there, and then you, you just juggle and you make it happen. Yeah. Um, and for me, at least, I felt... Um, that it worked for me. I mm -hmm. felt that I needed that um, time at work, mm. that feedback from work, mm -hmm. that feeling that I'm good at something other than the house and the work. Yeah, and, you know, definitely. 
Um, and I don't, uh, I wouldn't do it any other way. It wasn't easy, but I would do it any other yeah. way. Yeah, so. and it's important, I think, to speak to that. I think there's a lot of women who want want both, and they're questioning, can I can I do that? How is that possible? Um, and I, it's important because I remember being in that position, knowing, like I always knew in the back of my mind, I always wanted a family, I always wanted kids, but I also was going to college and having a career, and you have, like, in a sense, that pressure too, because you, you want that path, but it's also like you want to be successful and you want to make sure you can put yourself in a position to advance in your career. And I guess, do you have advice for women who, I mean, clearly you've worked your way up. Yeah. I guess just advice as to how, how you were able to do that. Like maybe there were, like you were saying, kind of being observing and, and paying attention to what's going on in the organization. Like, yeah, any any tips you have? Um... It's funny because I think I made a ton of mistakes. So maybe I can share something, you know, things that I've done that I would do differently sure. if it was today. Because I remember when I was younger and the kids were younger and, you know, there were days that I got up and couldn't even, I was a zombie at work. And I yeah. had bosses that didn't really have any empathy. And it was pre-pandemic, so you had to drive to work. Yeah, to commuting, it. yes, I remember. Um, different times. And um, I had a lot of criticism towards myself. Mm-hmm. I, you know, didn't cut myself any slack. <laughs> yeah, because you want to be, you want to be so presentable, and you, you know that you're capable of that, but you're also like you have the home life, and you have the kids, and you're exhausted, you're up late, you're exactly. trying to be. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> and I think that if I would do it today, and the way I treat other women in my team today yeah. is. Do you know it? Excuse my language. Fuck it. <laughs> right? Today you're going to be yeah. with no makeup. Today exactly. you're going to just wear your drap, you know, whatever jeans. Today um, mm-hmm. you're going to be tired. Today you're going to put two hours in your calendar. You're going to go get some sleep or get, you know, relaxed a little yeah. bit and do nothing because it will help you. And I always tell the women in my team, mm-hmm. if you need to take today off, take the day off. Yeah. You know, and you don't even have to report on it because I know that I trust these women that they are working harder than anybody yep. else. And so I don't need to know, you know, the hour, the time, the minute mm-hmm. that where you are. I trust you. And I know that you're up at 2 a.m. anyway. Yeah. Probably do some work then if, if you need to. So I think it's these women that need to give themselves grace because I, I, I have to talk to myself and say, cause we, like you said, we are so hard on ourselves because we, we are intrinsically motivated. We want to be successful. We are trying to build something for our families, for our future. We want to inspire other women. So I think like that concept of like, let telling yourself it's okay yeah. to, to wear no makeup, to you know do these things because it's like, you're surviving. You're you're surviving. Yeah. You're doing what you need to do. Yeah. And I think that's an important mindset. Is like it. That's okay. And especially in this in this new age of like digital media and Instagram and everything else, that need to like be perfect and oh, to yeah. have that image. It's just like that's another whole can of worms. And it's like it's so refreshing to hear that you 
And I, I, I remember like just even dropping my kids off at school and hearing other parents, like the, one of the ch- children said to their father, like, why do we always have to be late? And I'm like, I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, I, and I like looked back at the dad and I was just like, you know what? Like we're, we're in this together. Yes. Like we are all dealing with this and, and it's okay. Absolutely. And we will, you know, we will be successful as long as we're willing to kind of push through and give ourselves that, that grace to, to move forward. But Absolutely. I it's, think it's definitely something that I've learned over the years. And I think yeah. that when I was younger, I was harsher. Yes. And, if there is any advice, is just to, but it's hard because sometimes you have a boss who's harsher towards you. True. Yeah. But then you know what? Learn to say no, or maybe choose a different boss for yourself because yeah. you deserve it. Exactly. Um, because you know, if if you have somebody that who does not understand, does not have empathy, maybe less mature, hasn't gone through what you've gone through, maybe it's not the right place for you. Yeah. You know, and and. You don't have to fight it. And that's so okay much. too. And, and it's that's like okay own too. it's like make a decision and own that decision and that that's okay. You're gonna you're gonna find your way. And I think when we're young, we don't know the outcome. We haven't we don't have the experience, so we're more nervous, I think, to make decisions because yeah. we're like so concerned with the outcome. Whereas I think as we get older we know things are gonna work out and it's like our kids are like growing up, they're fine, they're functioning like they're doing well. And it's yeah. like, okay, that's a relief. <laughs> so we're doing something right. And it may not be perfect. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, definitely not perfect. Yeah, yeah it's definitely. not perfect. I, I am putting some money on the side of therapy <laughs> for them, I know. Yeah. <laughs> All well, of them let's, let's dive into that a little bit. So this whole concept of, of you know, you, you build you know, high-performing teams. Um, I love that you are so um, sensitive to their needs and yeah, how do you tie in, I guess, the mentorship and the way that you build teams? Do you have advice for folks that may be looking to build teams and, and you know, maybe yeah. tying in your experience with... So with I grew up in a highly dysfunctional family. Um, and I um, started therapy um, the minute I could afford it mm. to make my life uh, better, um, be a better mom, a parent to my kids um, and solve some of my demons uh, from the past. And through that process, um, I learned a lot. I learned to forgive myself, but then also forgive others mm-hmm. for not being perfect, for not being exactly whatever yeah, we think they need to be and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I find myself when I build teams. I think about it in, in kind of building a family, a functional family. Uh. Um, bringing talent, of course, when you build a team, you need to think about, oh, can they do video in the best way? Can they do SEO in the best way? Yeah. Well, first of all, there's the skill, of course. But then you also need to think about, um, you know, does this person works, should work well with that person? Mm-hmm. Is, how is the collaboration going to mm-hmm. look like? Is this a good fit? Um, but also, um, you know, can I, how can I make them successful? Can I meet them where they need me to meet them? Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of very skilled, smart people. Um, but, you know, some of them, you know, I had in my team, for example, recently, yeah. you know, somebody who super talented, just yeah. super duper talented, mm-hmm. but he was struggling. I, 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 mm-hmm. He was just struggling. And I realized he was struggling because 
he needed more framework. He mm. needed to know when something needs to leave, to be delivered, at what you know, what time, Deadlines. with whom, exactly. Mm. Um, and I'm a very kind of open-ended kind yeah. of person, but that's not a problem. I was like, let's go to Asana, let's build this task board, let's put it all together for you. Yeah. Does that work better? And then I had another person who was so independent, just ran, you know, and for her, it was just, you know, checking in once a week, mm. talking about family, talking about the dogs, talking whatever that may be, right? But in my mind, the first thing that I'm thinking about is, or I'm telling my team is, how can I help you? How can mm. I make your work better, easier, faster? Yeah. And that's all about understanding what they need um, from me. And it could be about the way they work. Mm -hmm. It could also be about OKRs and goals and setting up goals and setting them for success. So many mm -hmm. times, you know, the company will have, you know, a general goal. I will take, you know, the, I'll create the marketing goal as a subset of that. But as another subset of that, I'll create individual goals. Mm -hmm. And so as an individual, you have something that you own and you feel that you are responsible for and you can be proud of and present and, and own. Um, and I think even if it's just you or just you and another person, there's something and you feel like you're set up for success. Yeah. You've got something that you own as well. And I think that's um, that works very well. Yeah, no, that's such great advice. Um, it's definitely challenging, I think, like building teams, like you said, like, I think it's great that you take that, what I was thinking in my mind was that servant leadership approach. I love that. I yeah. love... There's so many um, kind of like there's a lot of leaders out there who are in these executive positions and they're just kind of like barking orders and, yeah. to, you know, do this, do that. And it's like if you don't know or uncover some of this other stuff, you can't help them and they can't help you. So it's just like butting head. You, and then it's, you know, there's kind of bad feelings in there. And so I think it's such such a good approach. And I love that you said that because I think it's so important for like not everyone's cut out to be like yeah. in leadership. And um, I think if we can change our mindset to more of that approach, um, we can, we can yeah, help others and it will in turn help the business. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. I always like to bring s smarter people than me to my team. And then if I don't yeah. serve them, if I tell them what to do, then I'm not getting any value absolutely so yeah. I'd rather talk about what where the business needs to be and then ask for their advice on yes. this work as, as a team and they always have better ideas than me yes and then you <laughs> can collaborate and learn and, and then you're learning and they're learning and they appreciate that their voice is heard and that yeah and, and you just see things kind of magically coming together although it's not not always easy I'm sure you've yeah. had plenty of challenges and just um yeah, I think running teams is incredibly challenging. Is, is there anything that comes to mind that's, um, I don't know, maybe mistakes or whatever that you feel like you've learned from in terms of like building teams or maybe something didn't go the way that you had wanted it to go? Or Yeah, I mean, changes are always difficult to manage. Yeah. Um, you know, somebody who is ending up not being the best fit. Yeah. I always want to help them out and, you know, take participate and take part in them finding another path for themselves mm, yeah because i feel responsible definitely um, 
And, you know, there's always uh, stuff like that that are that are happening. It's part of, you know, life. And certainly yeah. I've been in startups for quite a few years, definitely in startups, but also in large companies. Yeah. So is it that you're seeing that folks, like, when you bring in folks, you, you kind of think they're going to be the right fit and they may not, whether it's, I don't know, per- personality, not quite the right fit, or maybe they're just not cut out to, like, be in that startup environment? Like, I guess, what have you seen that's been been challenging for you and that maybe you had to go a different direction or, you know, maybe somebody left or whatever that may be that, you know? Um, so sometimes you inherit a person uh, that was uh, positioned for failure, unfortunately, mm. not positioned in the right uh, place and it just doesn't fit anymore and they're very, very frustrated and mm. you feel that whatever you do, it's not going to fix it. Yeah. It's kind of um, too late. So, you know, I'm all about in this position, you know, it's about helping them yes. grow in, in to the next um, level or career path or whatever that may be. Yep. Sometimes, especially in startups, the changes are so big that literally what, you know, some people were interviewed for one position and position has changed 180 dramatically yeah and and that's just not fair but it happens um it's part of the risk that you take um and then you know that can happen too so changes are normally um i don't think i've ever brought somebody and all of a sudden they became a no fit i usually um i think i'm doing a good job with you know judging character yeah and, and in the interview process but um just changes can happen, and yeah. that's kind of... Yeah, that's hard. Um, but, yeah, I think it's important to, to address, I guess. And, and in terms of, you know, teams that you um, that you have built, what do you look for? Like, what you, you mentioned character. You mentioned, I'm sure, it's skills, right? We was talking about, oh, that's, that's kind of easy to look for on a resume. But what are some other things that you look for when you're building teams? Um, I look for people who are way smarter than me. So when I interview, I usually ask people to look um, at our, because it's marketing, yeah. uh, digital presence, and tell me what they think. And ah, I'm looking for yeah. those people who thought about stuff that I haven't thought about, mm-hmm. right? And give me, and go kind of crazy and a little bit different, yeah. and a little bit wacky. Yeah. Because I'm in marketing, and in marketing, you have to be super innovative, and what you've yeah. done yesterday may no longer be relevant for tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. Um, and you have to be able to learn new technologies and new things every day. So I'm looking for these people who are kind of super smart um, and, you know, have creative ideas that are different. If you tell me, oh, everything looks fantastic, I'm already bored. Yep. If you tell me uh, something that is already there and I know and everybody yes. else knows, it's it's a little bit boring. Um, and that's you know what what I what I like. So smart people, uh, fun people, thinking outside the box a little bit, thinking outside yeah. the box, a little bit wacky, a lot of fun to you know a lot of sense of humor yeah. and fun because life can be very difficult at times, and so it's good to be able to laugh at yourself. Yeah, laugh at others, uh, be fun, um, and just easy. And and yeah, because there will be time when you're going to be broken a little bit, or I'm going to be broken a little bit, yeah. and we can trust each other to kind of 
get through that as well. Definitely. And it, I, I've been reading a lot about this too. And I always, I, I don't know if you like personal development books, but oh, I'm yeah. very, very oh, yeah. into those. And I was just talking about, you know, building a team. And it's like, it's like you said, building your family. And oh, I, yeah. I, I think it's it that, and that's what makes the changes sometimes so hard too, because it, it, and especially in a startup, like you said, it feels it's, it's a family. You're, you're doing so much work together all the time. And it's like, you're trying to grow and you're, you know what I mean? And it's, I can relate to so much of what That's you were saying with, with building that. So it definitely um, brings its challenges. And then, you know, also too, I think um, I'd love to kind of touch on your, you know, your international experience and yeah. what that's been like, um, just the transition and living in different places and how you've been able to kind of make that all work. And then also that your kids are, you know, I guess they're Amer- American. They are Americans, <laughs> yeah. Well, one of them was yeah. born in London. One of okay. them was born here in Boston. Oh, wow. Um, and, you know, when you have kids... So I grew up in Israel speaking Hebrew. My ex is Israeli as well, speaks wow. Hebrew. And, um, you know, we, we have two girls that were kind of born here. They understand... The culture here, they are more American than Israel. They have two passports, but they're more American than Israelis. Um, And I think in the first few years, you come back, when we came back to Israel, it still felt like I was kind of a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Mm. Um, And I think over the years, I realized that I have to kind of get comfortable with the very uncomfortable feeling Mm -hmm. that I'm not American and I'm not Israeli anymore. I'm somewhere in between. Um, I grew up in Israel and so I know a lot of the music and the TV and and a lot of that, but haven't been there for 20 years. I haven't lived there. So I don't know what happened in terms of entertainment and all that kind of stuff, music. I don't know it at all. Um, You know, I lived... I, I have been living here for 20 years, but, you know, I didn't grow up here. I wasn't born here. Yeah. And so, I'm, you know, I've learned a lot. Uh, Thanksgiving, for example, was the <laughs> first time I've ever done it was here, right? I didn't know much about it. Yeah. Um, and I've learned a lot about it, but I didn't experience it as a kid. Yeah. Um, and then I look at my kids and they are, they, they feel very comfortable they know they are American. They um, they speak Hebrew, but they speak Hebrew in an American accent. So Ooh. if you can imagine your kids speaking English in a Russian accent, well, <laughs> to you, right? It's a bit strange. Yeah. It's a bit strange. Wow. Um, funny. But so it, it, it's uncomfortable. It's definitely uncomfortable, yeah. but you get comfortable with it. And I think the most important thing that I would say is if you're an international person, Coming into this country, or any country, I've seen a lot of people who say, I'm going to come in for two years, and then I'm going to leave. And what end up happening is they kind of living on suitcases, if you mm-hmm. like. Everything mm-hmm. is still kind of packed. They're, they don't feel comfortable. They don't let themselves feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's... Um, I feel that that way you're kind of missing out on opportunities to, you know... Grow yourself, grow yourself, yeah. and and take opportunities that this country can offer you yeah. that other places can't. Um, open yourself up, yeah, um, to other people, to other cultures, to so many things. Um, and I think it's a shame. Yeah, um, 
So it I unpack like my suitcases quickly. <laughs> maybe like people are focused on like the destination of I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this instead of like really embracing the journey. Yeah. And like, because I, it's, it's true. I mean, if you're like, oh, I'm going to go to this. Well, it reminds me of when, when we went to Italy and it was like, okay, we're going to like do this. We're going to go on a wine tour and we're going to do this, this. But like all of our plans went out the window but we ended up meeting like this Italian family and like went into their home and they gave us, you know, their, their food. And like, it was just, and we met their grandparents. It was just so funny. And, and it was like, I could never have planned like a better experience. Like it was like such a genuine, just, um, experience that I'll never forget. Absolutely. And, and you can't plan those things. And it's like, sometimes when we're so focused on the destination, you know, we forget to experience that journey. And that's the journey that that gives that makes us grow and and gives us the best the best memories and um, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I completely agree. <laughs> Just open yourself and embrace yeah whatever um, situation and whatever you know yeah situation that presents itself yeah. to you. Go for it um, and enjoy it. I I try to do that and. Um, work pretty well. I think. Yeah. And I love what you said about being comfortable with being uncomfortable. That is like one of my favorite quotes. And I feel like, you know, through your experiences, right, I think it's built a lot of resilience. And I think in this day and age, folks kind of have to be resilient. We, we have been through the pandemic, through oh, yeah. all these things. And I think that resilience is kind of like what we need to to get to that next level. And it's like if folks want to level up in their lives, I think that that resilience piece is like one of the, one of the most important things. And, um, you know, it sounds like through your experiences, that's something that you, that you have and yeah. you've been able to do really well. Yeah. It's, um, trying to have fun, right? Definitely. <laughs> that's what it's about. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Seeing the positives and, and yeah. yeah, making the most of it. Well, that's amazing. Um, Thank I you. appreciate everything. This has been so insightful and just interesting and fun and I really appreciate you so thank you thank you so much for being on the podcast yeah (laughs) well we are continuing to inspire women I love having guests like this on our podcast so we just hope you guys can continue to join us and and listen in and it's time to pop up queens